I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Pod bless everybody. I'm your host of OPP, Corey Cambridge. And before we get started with this amazing episode, I want to tell you about my other show, Silent Giants. Silent Giants is a podcast that highlights the superstars behind the scenes of popular culture. Ever wondered who made the MTV logo? Did you know the person who wrote Earth, Wind & Fire's hit song September also wrote the theme song for the hit 90s TV show Friends? On Silent Giants, we learn more about these amazing people and dig deep to learn more about their most famous works. Be sure to check out Silent Giants on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Now, let me introduce you to our special guest of OPP. Hi, I'm Barry, the founder of Podcasts in Color, and this is OPP. God bless everybody and welcome back to another episode of OPP. Other People's Podcast highlights America's top podcasters and the dope shows they created. I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Our special guest this episode is Barry, founder of Podcast in Color. Podcast in Color is the largest podcast discovery platform for podcasters of color. Whether it's true crime, travel and leisure, or pop culture, podcastincolor.com is the one-stop shop to find the dopest podcasters of color. In this episode, we learn more about Barry, her upbringing in Denver, Colorado. We chat about how she fell in love with podcasting. We talk about the podcasting industry. We get our podcasters picks. And of course, we get into all things podcast and color. So without further ado, allow me to introduce you to Barry. Word up. Yo, Barry, what's up? Hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm here. So that's something. (laughs) Yeah, yo, facts. In 2020, like, man, a lot of people, you know, ain't here, but we here. We here. So cheers to that. I saw, I was doing a little research on you, of course. I saw that you were based in Denver. Is this true? Yes, Denver, Colorado, born and raised. Yo, what's the vibe like out there? Um, It's really white, but, you know, weed is legal, so... So it's really green. You know, so it's green (laughs) and that makes everything okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I really enjoyed my time in Colorado. I spent like some time vacationing there a couple of times. I will say this, for anyone traveling to Colorado when you fly into Denver, it was misleading to me that I thought that I would be in this like mountain range. But that's not true. When you fly into Denver, it's like flatland. Oh, it's very flat. You got to drive into the mountains. That's why I'm always trying to tell people, like, our scenery (laughs) is beautiful, though, because it's so flat. You can see the mountains, you know, from so many different places. So I'm like, that's what I love about being here, because I'm always like, I know what's west. If I can see the mountains, that's west. And I know, like, okay, let me go south. But, like, when I'm in other states and they're like, go south, I'm like, where's the point of reference? What do I do? (laughs) Yeah. How was your experience growing up in, in Colorado? It was, I mean, it was fun. I feel like I grew up while there was, you know, busing. So I didn't necessarily do the all-white classes and all of those kind of things that other people have to do now. So 
my life growing up in Denver, the city was very black and I had a really good time. So it's not that way anymore, but it was that way before. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. So I often say here for folks listening to the show uh, that no one grew up wanting to be a podcaster. So what was your career choice and career trajectory before podcasting became a thing? And the back end of that question is how did you fall in love with podcasting? Well, I guess you could say like, I mean, I've just worked in customer service and done different jobs. And to me, I've just done a job to pay the bills. I'm not, I've not necessarily been worried about being passionate about anything. So like, that's the background I came from. So I was listening to podcasts while I was lurking in call centers and things like that. And on my phone, and on my phone, tweeting about stuff um, about the podcast and stuff like that while being in a call center and getting in trouble while on my phone. So <laughs> I um, have really just got into the industry because of the read, because of being on Twitter and that kind of thing, and just grown to be more passionate about it and like care about it more as it's grown. And so you founded Podcast in Color. So tell me the origin of, of how that came together and why you saw that as something that was important in the industry. I, of course, in Denver, Colorado, and I'm always on social media, so I understood that's how I knew about podcasts, but I have a lot of cousins and things, and I would talk to them about podcasts, and they got it from me. So I'm like, what happens to other people, and, you know, how does this grow, and other people to see it? Maybe they go to a website, but, you know, Twitter was never going to be the thing most of my family signed up for. So I just thought giving another place that might come up in, you know, Google search and things like that, it would just bring a bigger idea that there are POC podcasts that exist, because because in so many apps, it was just so white, like they just couldn't see us. <laughs> it was crazy. And so like, it really just put the pressure on the podcasting industry as I grew to say, why does this person that doesn't even work in the industry, like doing more than what y'all are doing, which has made apps actually, you know, start actually promoting more POC podcasts and like looking at our history months and like, you know, doing collections around that and that kind of thing. Yes. But before we went live, we talked about like the industry and and kind of how I get a lot of times like, yo, there's not a lot of black people in the industry. And I'm like, people, there's lots of black people in the industry. You just have neglected <laughs> like to reach out to the black people in the industry. Um, how have you seen the industry change from the time you, you founded Podcast in Color to now? For me, I've seen it change in a way like that they see us more. We do have like POC and audio because like people were pressing the point at podcast conferences and things like that, like really trying to bring it up when the people of power were in the room, which I appreciate. Like, let's not just have these conversations within our groups. Let's have these conversations in front of them so they understand like, you know, what's happening. So for people to like look at us it was like they didn't see us. We could only be a producer, only like, you know, of a small show or a thing like that, only independent, you know, like it just became, you know, do we really exist? Are we really out there? And I really think it's taken people, which is kind of sad, it's taken people having to be like, yes, I work here and I'm black and like putting themselves out there so people know. <laughs> Like in a way yeah. and not being able to just go to a job and work, but actually be like front facing of things like to say, I do exist. You can come into this company. I would love to talk to you about, you know, if you are applying for a job, I'm like, you know, recommending you for a job and like just really trying to do that to make companies, you know, integrate more. And it was like, it shouldn't be up to the employees, but really it was up to the employees. And that's how we've gotten as far as we have is that people on the inside have been like, I'm going to bring you in. <laughs> You know, like somebody yeah. has really been like, no, I have found that person. I know they exist and I am going to do it. And so 
I'm like, it's creating opportunities. I don't know if you listen to Moonface, but James talks about how he had to take out a loan to create the podcast. And the podcast, of course, you know, won awards and got a lot of attention and has afforded him other opportunities. But he's like, he worked at Gimlet. He's like, if you would actually, it's like, if you would have listened to the pitches of these people, they know what's happening if you give them a chance. But instead, you make us do so much just to get in the door. Like, you know, even as like, and then when we want to get past entry level, it's like a whole nother hump of like, oh, you want to like executive produce this? Like, (laughs) you didn't want to just be the entry level person on this? (laughs) You want to control? So like, it's a lot growing and I feel like we have to grow a lot further. But of course we do have things like iHeart, it has put a lot of money in Black people's hands if people look at some of those deals. And like um, the background of some of those deals really have been teams that are diverse and they're letting people hire their own teams. I really do appreciate the Obama's um, higher ground production company for picking somebody that was POC to do Michelle Obama's podcast instead of just choosing Gimlet, who'd be doing that all white thing. And then when you ask them about other people, they're like, oh, um, you know, we'll um, hire a consult for this podcast, you know, um, so, you know, they'll have somebody on this podcast and it's like but if you just had enough people hired there you wouldn't have to hire out for somebody to be so i'm like no i appreciate when people are like when higher ground i don't know what happened to all that but what, like whatever happened they were like yeah we're gonna do this i'm i'm proud of whoever made that decision <laughs> I'm like, yeah you know because yeah, yeah. that's what it is it's somebody making the decision that's empowered to say uh-uh i'm we're not gonna do that same old status quo that they've been giving you have to break that to bring us into the industry and that's just it is what it is so long answer but <laughs> but a great answer and an important answer barry explain podcast and color uh to the audience Podcasts in Color is a lot of different things. Mostly right now, it's a directory, which is the largest directory of PLC podcasts in the world. On social media, I make it a point to try to connect podcasts. I want to highlight podcasts and just kind of talk more about the marketing side of things so people can understand like how to push themselves more and how to get past the one-on-one of like just having a podcast, but what needs to be happening next for that podcast to grow and those sort of things. Because you don't really understand that if you have like a full-time job in another industry and you're just making a podcast, you don't understand that like, let's say to make, you know, a podcast on any network or anything, there's probably a few people behind that podcast, but you're just thinking of the hosts on that podcast. You're not thinking of the host and then the producer and then somebody else that's editing and then, you know, like the other people that are part of it. So I just try to bring people into the bigger world of podcasting and really it's helped more than POC, but I'm like, if you can get that nugget into the bigger world of the industry and out of the world of thinking there is no industry, that's when you can start making money or making decisions of how to get money in podcasting when you understand the world of podcasting. So, Mm. Um, but like podcasting color, that's what it does. I'm just bringing you in. Um, That's the social media. I do consulting where people want to talk more about their podcast, what they can do, what I, you know, like just talk to somebody that understands, but I've done a lot of things and who knows when that can, I mean, if that will always continue, but that's what podcast is deadly. <laughs> Color has been so far. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you started this, did you have the mindset or the intention that 
you know, you would become an influencer, an influential person in the space? No, you know, it's more funny because I used to always think like being on Twitter, I've been on there like 10, 11 years or something. I used to always say, I do not want to be one of those people that are broke, but they have influence over stuff. Like a lot of people follow them and want their opinions on a lot of things, but they ain't making no money from it. Like I used to always say that. And that's who I am. Um, (laughs) My um, thing has always been like, I just thought it would be small. I didn't even think there was a lot of necessarily POC podcasts when I began. Like I have one page on Blogger, which now it's like, 40 pages or something on Squarespace. But like my idea and my pictures of it were were small also. And it was like, what all includes POC and how can people find me? And like, you know, what can I do? And I'm like, I like lately, I've just really thought about like, what has been my goal in this? Because my goal in this was, you know, like to kind of bring some shine to podcasts, but at some point maybe be working in podcasting or doing other things. And I'm like, well, it's just, I've gotten a lot of attention to those kind of things, but it hasn't led to those kind of things. So it's just making me reconsider what I'm doing or why I'm doing it. Because mostly I didn't want to, like, a lot of people are like, you could be charging and you could be doing this, you know, for people to be in the directory. And I'm like, but a lot of people don't understand the point of, like, entry for a lot of things is charging and not everybody has that money, you know, to say I can pay $5 monthly to stay in a directory to hopefully be seen as a podcast that you might not ever make money from. And I'm like, there's just certain things inside I can never do. Like, I just, I don't see the feedback. Like, I'm like, I don't get anything from that. And, like, just making money don't do anything for me. If I feel like people aren't getting from it, I feel like I'm a scammer and I can't, like, my insides don't do well for things like that. And so I'm like, if I'm going to charge somebody, I want it to be for a reason. And so, like, the last time I added podcasts, I was like, you know, you have to pay at least $2. And I'm just like, my thing is, the barrier for entry and, like, getting noticed and all of that for smaller podcasts is just so hard. And there's so many things that I don't want you to find me. And that's another thing of, like, dang, if I don't, you know, pay $5 a month to be in her group. I'm never going to learn these things about podcasting. And most of those groups are basic ass shit you can learn for free. I'm sorry if I can't curse. Um, yeah, you can curse. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm just like, I don't want you, anything you can learn for free, learn that Learn that for free. You can pay me to, you know, talk about other things and let's get deeper into it. But if the things are free out there, like, let that be what you get for free because there's going to be a lot of stuff you're going to be paying for within podcasting. And I don't want to add on to that. And then we don't get a good podcast because somebody was like, dang, it was like I was paying $30 a month. I wasn't making any money. You know, we're in the middle of a recession right now and all this kind of stuff. Nobody's going to have time for that. And I just want somebody to be able, like, my beautiful, my, the thing with me inside, I just want to give somebody a chance. That's how I've done a lot of things. And I'm like, I'm hoping to give you a chance. I'm hoping to put you in front of somebody that, you know, you can see other things, connect with other people where you can build. And the situations where I've been able to do that with people have made me feel so good. And that's what I've been able, like, that's what I draw from. Like, that, just like me knowing in the background, those two people met because they knew me and they were able to go on and do X, you know? And it's just like, that's what, like, oh, okay, that's so cool. That's so dope. <laughs> so I'm like, not a lot of people get things from that. And I always just figured at some point I would get a corporate or like, you know, work for Spotify or do something to like bring you more podcasts in. And I'm like, that's probably not my projection in podcasting. So I need to figure out what I want to see in podcasting now. Yeah. Speaking of that, you led into my next question. Like, where do you want to see podcasts go and how can Black voices play a role in that? 
But I think they need to have websites, and I think they now need to show who they are and what they do um, and the skills that they have. A lot of people don't do that, and we just assume people know who we are or what we're doing or, like, what you could come pay me for. And a lot of people don't have that as easy. Like, make it Googleable. Make it that you're coming up in some type of search about that, especially now as people are looking and people are getting ops for that. And a lot of people don't have that set up. It's like, you can do that, but if you're just waiting on other people to mention you, that's not necessarily the best way, I feel like people should be grouping up and like really just looking into linking up with people. My best opportunities or other things I've done in podcasting have been reaching out to somebody and just saying hello, interacting on Twitter and them understanding me or like, you know, seeing where I'm coming from and then being like, oh, you should know this other person. So I would say in podcasting right now, things are really growing for black podcasts. And if you have it, I'm like, I just see things in such a bigger way. I'm like, why wouldn't you be linking up with other podcasts right now? Like, why wouldn't you be doing a lot of crossovers? Why wouldn't you, like, you know, just be saying, like, we could be doing more. There's the Black History Month in the UK right now. I'm like, there's just so many options. Even just bringing this up yesterday, Renee Rich, Richardson, I don't know, I call her Twitter name, Renee Rich, but um, did a thing with the Arts Council in England, and we learned that Someone can be based there and get funding for a podcast, but be working with somebody, you know, in another country or internationally. So that's a way to be able to fund a podcast that maybe you wouldn't be able to fund, you know, otherwise and get attention on what you're doing. So it's like we could be being so creative right now. There's so many free things out here people are doing and classes and stuff like that. You could be like upgrading what you're doing. So right now to me for Black Podcasts is a great time to like be noticed and be doing things to even get noticed further. I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Barry, we've, we've come to a point in the show called our podcaster's picks. Now, this is where I'm going to ask you about your top three favorite podcasts that you enjoy that we should be listening to. So, Barry, take it away. Okay, so there's Tea with Queen and Jay. They are out of New York, and I love them. They just kind of give me a deeper thought into some of the things that were going on on Twitter where I might just be like, yes or no. And they kind of go into it further, like maybe it's not yes or no, maybe there's a gray area or maybe there's just other things we can consider about it. And that's why I love them and their thoughts on like all types of news and stuff. It just like helps me process things further. I love Okay, Now Listen. It's a Netflix podcast, but they are so hilarious. They're younger than me. So I think it's just kind of funny listening to younger women than me discuss things. And it's lighthearted. Like a lot of people try hard on podcasts that are two person podcasts, but they're literally I do feel like I'm listening to a friend's phone call, much less that I feel like it's two people acting for me. So I really appreciate them on Okay, Now Listen. And then the third one would be Behind the Brilliance with Lisa Nicole Bell. And literally, I did not know who she was. And I don't even technically, I can't say exactly who she is now. I can say she's influential in a way that I've listened to the podcast and I can tell she's somebody from that because of the way the guests deal with her and the questions she's able to ask and the things that she's able to bring up. And it just kind of brings me to another level of a woman that's like really at the I would say height of her career is in control of her career and has a lot of connections across media and like journalism and books and things like that to understand a different wave of life that's like different from what I'm used to. And that's for like to hear that from a black woman. It just kind of gives me another level of like, you could be doing this a little bit differently and still be great at what you're doing. And that's what I love that Lisa gives to me. (laughs) Wow. And uh, Barry, before we get out of here, why do you podcast? I podcast in like, well, I got podcasted. (laughs) I just want people to know more about 
POC podcast makers, listeners, like just the audience of it, like to pay attention to us, not just as people you can market to, but people you should listen to and whose stories are great past the trauma of things. And that's why I'm always like that. Like I try to recommend things that are like, you're going to get the fullness of a black person. It's not going to be full of trauma. You're probably not going to hear about death. I don't do that. There's a whole lot of stuff I don't do. So (laughs) that's what I try to bring to the POC life of like, there's more life than hearing about an Asian person's trauma of why they're somebody, but like you can hear about their job and why they're doing things, you know, like just the inside of them. And I'm just like, it's just a deeper way. Like we can always go deeper. I would say that's probably my conversation of like, we can always go deeper and not just say, you know, on the surface of things. (laughs) Yes. Uh, You know what? I have to chime in here and say, I'm so glad you said that. And to everyone listening, that's one of the best things ever to hear. And thank you, Barry, for bringing that up is because I want to see black people doing shows about gardening. I want to see black people do shows about science. I want to see black people do shows about automobiles, right? Like it doesn't matter. We don't have to be trauma focused content or culture focused content. Exactly. Yes, we can be. We are so many things and podcasting is a way for us to express ourselves. And so that is very much, and we're making that content. We're, we're making that content, yes. but people yes. aren't paying attention to that content that we're making. That's a big gap. And to me, that's the gap um, that I do try to, you know, press people upon. Um, but I'm just like, it doesn't have to be all that sad stuff. I very much like brown. There's a brown vegan podcast. I'm not a vegan, but I like hearing about it. Like, there's just so many exactly. different things where I'm like, we're full people. And that's what I try to express in podcasting or bring that up type of thing. Barry, thank you so much for being a guest on OPP. I really appreciate you. I'm a big fan of what you do. Shout out to my homegirl, Sadie May, as well. Sadie May is a Shout humongous, humongous <laughs> fan of yours. And so I know that she's just so happy this interview is taking place. So shout out to her. And Barry, thank you so much for all that you do in the space. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me on, Corey. Very welcome. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of OPP and to our special guest, Barry. Remember to check out podcastingcolor.com to discover more of the best podcasts from around the world hosted by people of color. This episode was mixed by Compost Media Flow. Music for this episode is produced by Ruchi Quake. And are you down with OPP? If so, check out our website, opp.news, for the latest in podcast industry news, podcast reviews, and our latest exclusive interviews. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter as well. So with that being said, I'm your host and editor-in-chief of OPP.News, Corey Cambridge, signing off. Till next time. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.